Wow. Well, my left arm is numb. I have weird chest pains, like stabbing pains right in the middle of my chest. Uh, left arm's going numb. Uh, feel faint and dizzy. Uh, anxiety's through the roof. Smoking a cigarette, having a cup of coffee. Uh, but other than that, everything's great. Stay tuned for the Jimmy James Show. End of season, episode 11 or 12. I fucking, who's keeping up anymore? Trailer. It is now time to explain to people just what's wrong with me. What you doing, Morn? I can't take your shit up and backed up all day. You've been backed up, you say? Up and backed up? When was the last time you removed your vowels, man? Oh, no, like four, six days ago. But I drank a cup of pep. No. Oh, no. Then you'll be shitting soon. Like piss in the snow. Bill Barr. That show to catch a predator, man, that is horrible PR for white people, huh? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can they move that show to an urban area every once in a while? Just catch a couple of R. Kelly's peeing on some kids, you know? Just balance it out a little bit. It's like this every dude walking in that house got to look like me, like, hey, you're the fucking eight-year-old, are you? No, but it's unbelievable. Everybody is talking about pedophiles and all that type of stuff. I, I don't know. Maybe there's more of them nowadays. Is it, is it like easier now? Because the internet, you know? You know, because back in the day, you had to work for it, right? You know, you had to get an ice cream truck. You had to buy some fucking You had to figure out when the kids got out of school. You pick a straggler, you know? Now you just go on the internet. You just Google www.eight-year-old whose parents are falling asleep. You know, you're in there. <laughs> fucking burr. Oh, fucking asshole. This is what got me into this shit. This is the shit I think about. It's like, but if I was on this platform, I would probably be screaming at the top of my lungs with veins sticking out of my fucking head, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling, huh? No, it's unreal. When's the last time you saw a kid riding a bicycle down the street? You're never going to see that shit again. You never see him playing outside. Your parents just have him inside now, man. They're just feeding him and feeding him, you know? Just making him fatter and fatter. I'm trying to make him unfuckable. That's what it is. That's why you see all these 450-pound 8-year-olds just come, come waddling out of the house. You can't get that kid in the car. I'm serious. Pedophiles in general are very skinny people. They got to start chalking up their forearms and fucking blowing out their back. <laughs> Just a theory, people. Seriously. Yeah, that was a skit from Bill Barr. I'm going to name it the uh, pedophiles. It was just funny because I was just talking about that literally on the podcast. You're probably like, 
Put him back on. Put him back on. Let me tell you what I'm fucking dealing with. I am so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. You know, like yesterday was one thing. Today is another. I can't get my creative side to come out and play. You know, I was thinking like maybe I should do a podcast in you know as show. I'm so sick. I think podcast is the most used word in 2020. Uh, I was thinking about getting a podcast where I could just you know rant and rave. And I'm like, I already do that, but I, I never really put the, the, the comedy part in there because I didn't – let me see. Let me say it like that. Like, all right, these guys, they got a topic. They stick to it, you know, and then they kind of like make little stabs and puns at it, whatever. My show is not really about that. It's pretty much life dealing with it. You know, laugh. I'll do skits and bits. Yeah, it's funny. Some of it. Some of it's not. Some of it, you might be going, oh, my God, yeah, it's so funny. (sighs) I'm touching myself. Or something. I don't know. Somebody else might be like, turn this shit off. I can't take it. As I, like, literally, what the fuck am I wearing this for? Uh, As I'm dealing with the anxiety. It's like fucking through the roof right now. I just had to take my... Calm me down pills, my date rape drug. Then I was uh, figuring, like, I used to do this shit, you know? Like, talked about it. I was was a fucking clown. (laughs) Seriously. I had people all day. You just had to make jokes. I mean, you only had so much fucking material, right? But... I loved it. it. It's it's a fucking drug. It's like a it's like a drug. It's it is a drug. Having that attention. I came up with that saying: attention is something everybody wants, or it's easy to get. You gotta achieve it or earn it. I don't fuck. Easiest thing to get, hardest thing to earn. Something like that. I had a. Uh, Mild, <laughs> see, I can't. Th- I had a mild stroke there trying to remember something <laughs> that I that I made up. This is what happens when I take these fucking, you know, uh, forget me nots. These these date rape drugs. Fucking, I go so all fucking script with shit all the time. It's a fucking joke. Why do I do this? And then. As I'm saying this shit right now, out like right now, I could literally just be like, "All right, that's it. Stop. Turn the phone off. Go to sleep." No, I gotta upload it so all you fuckers could hear it and do what? Laugh? You laughing at me? Fucking assholes, just sitting back. But seriously, why is there so many fucking TV shows on? And I, I just, you know, supposedly, like I got into a couple, like I was in the C. And I'm like, you guys see C yet? And they're like, what's C? The dude, Jason, my mom, Mbamba, the dude, the dude, the big dude, Simoleon, Somalian, Simoleon, the big dude, you know, Jason, Somalia. And they're like, who? I'm like, Aquaman. They're like, oh, yeah, I know. Did you see the show? No, man, I see it. I'm like, what do you do when you're not playing video games or whatever you're not doing? That means either you're not working, you're working, 
You're playing video games. You're not playing video games. What else could you do? Seriously. What can you do? So that's why I came up with this idea of a brainstorm of a podcast, which I just came up of right now, thinking, what can you do? That's what I'm saying, man. What can you do? What is there to do? Like, uh, I was watching something on TV. It was Netflix. You know, they make those mind, the mind explained. Well, I, I, I get, I guess, you know, I was talking about this earlier, but like, they were talking about, I just totally lost my fucking train of thought because I hear somebody in the background just yapping. It's not me for once in my head. Oh, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm watching that and I'm like, alright, I had to, I had to force myself to get through that. Like, do you understand? What it's like to, to force yourself to watch something. I'm like, alright, I'm going to hit play. I'd rather watch YouTube. And and just let the next video come along. And and I, I put the controller out of reach because I use the Xbox. You know, I like the graphics, but whatever. I put that out of reach. So I, I don't want to reach for it. But I have no problem getting up to grab a handful of candy because I'm like, well, I'm not smoking now. Yeah, so it feels like I should be 675 pounds, maybe 70, 670-ish pounds, but, you know, I'm not. I'm like 189. My, my lowest I've gotten... Is the lowest I have gotten to this year was like 184, and I I went back on the scale and I'm like, is this shit right? I don't look like I'm 184 pounds. People were like, I noticed you're losing weight. I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even trying. It's the fucking crazy part. And I see fat fuckers running down the road, skinny people, you know. I said, <laughs> skinny fuckers, fat fuckers. You guys are all fuckers to me. You know what I mean? I'm from Philly. You're a fucker. You're a motherfucker. You know, I'm sorry. That's the way we talk. You know, I'm sorry I'm not fucking Bill Barr and his perfect jokes and all his perfect, you know, but I actually did listen to him today. Uh, not not the fuck. I, I, I love Bill Barr. I can only, he's, yeah, he's like, a, like going to church. You can only take so much of it, you know what I mean, before you're fucking pulling your hair out. I gotta get the fuck out of here. I heard this story so many times. But like I said, he got me into the podcast. And like he and other fucking life adventures. But, uh, you know. It's, I don't know why I do it, honestly. Honestly, I don't, I don't know why I podcast other than what else is there to fucking do. Let me turn this, um... Yeah, I just wanted to get the, the, the fucking Spotify off the screen there. You know, because I, I know I'll start hitting buttons and shit. You know, and I was thinking like, oh, man, I haven't done I haven't done any skits in a while. Should I throw a skit in there? And I'm like, yeah, I just did a whole bunch of those fucking weird buttons. You know, uh, I looked at like the uh, early analytics on the shows that came out. You know, like the universe. Oops, shit, hit my mic there. The universe. I'm not doing this on Adobe. I don't feel like uploading all that bullshit. And uh, I'm like, wow, man, that had a lot of listens in like 
not even 24 hours. And then um, I think yesterday I said it. I said, uh, you know, I feel like I'm committed now. There's a, you know, I'm only supposed to be pumping out three of these a fucking week. And, and it feels like I, I, well, I'm almost doing these every fucking day now. Like, this is it. This is my life talking into my phone. That was the fucking thing I was thinking of, by the way. Uh, that show, The Mind Explained. I could play it on the phone or whatever, but, you know, fuck is I don't feel like moving, really. So, uh, fuck, I lost the thought again. Shit. It'll come to me. I just had it. What the fuck was it about again? Something about the mind being explained, the show, there was something in it that I was like, eh, it's not, not, not the other thing. God, I just fucking had it. You see? See what I'm dealing with here? Fucking life. Why do I do this? Why do we do this? I don't know. You know, it's like right now I'm talking to you guys and this is this is ADHD kicking in and I'll tell you this is not something I'm doing. This is in my head. Chemical imbalance. Hopefully I get that fucking memory to pop back in there. As I'm talking, somebody's in the background bitching and complaining. Literally bitching and complaining and it's driving me nuts. See, I like a cone of silence. This was actually invented, by the way. I found that out on the show. Some dude, like, back in, uh, I don't know, fucking forever time ago, in the 19 or 18s, like, invented this wooden box that went over his head. Because <laughs> he couldn't... He had, he had ADD or ADHD or whatever. He couldn't stand all the, the sounds, you know, when he's trying to work or whatever the fuck he was doing. So he literally invented this thing with, like, a tube in it to breathe and... I forgot what it was called, but I don't know. Something to watch. You know, if you're not already fucking tying the knot, you know, figuring tying the knot. When I say that, I mean you're already not, like, right now, literally, like, what else is he going to say? What else could I learn? Oh, there's a good one. I wanted to play this. Well, I don't want to play the song. I just fucking turned Spotify off. Elton John made a song. I'd never heard it. You know, it was like it was it was pretty good. You know, it was about committing suicide. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, you know, cuz Spotify now has uh you can see the lyrics like they're catching up to like I don't know 2021. Uh so you could see the lyrics and I, I was listening to it. I'm like, songs about suicide. I'm, like, I'm thinking about that. So and I and I and I say that jokingly, but not jokingly, but to a point where like, I mean, what's the end result? Like, what am I doing? Am I just punching out early? I mean, what's the difference, really? What what, what are we talking about here? What's what's ten years, twenty years, thirty years? At my pace, I give myself fucking another month or two. Now I get maybe two years before I'm like. Really tying the knot, and that's what I mean by tying the knot, you know what I mean? You're just, like, fucking testing out strengths. Come downstairs, your wife sees you putting weights around the fucking door hinge where you, like, pull, where you do pull-ups. She's like, oh, what are you doing? Testing it, make sure it don't fall. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just testing this 200... 
and 10 pounds and 11 ounces to make sure I'm not halfway through this thing and be like, I'm committed. I hit that state of euphoria. Snap! And then you hit the ground and you're woken up. You got to make sure you do it when nobody... I'm listening to me. I'm talking about talking about suicide. It's so bad. 1-800. I think there's a 1-800 number. They got a 1-800 number for everything. Jesus Christ. 1-800. Um, do you need more podcast listeners? That's what I get in my fucking email all day. Like, what else is there to do? That was that was funny part of the show. They were talking about tension. Can you uh can you pay attention to this episode for the X amount of minutes? I I was, and then as soon as they said email, I was like talking about. They were talking about how people are always on their phone. I thought that was funny. Every person like they're always like, yeah, people don't pay attention much, and they everybody has a phone in their hand, even when like they're doing the B rolls and shit, like the the, the B rolls, the clips. You know, like the shit you do before you do it and, you know, you tie it all together. Uh, and everybody has a phone. Like, I don't give a fuck. I, I use my phone for this and to make a call or a text and that is it. I am not on my phone living on my phone. I'm never going to be one of those people. Maybe, maybe I used to use it to play like a, a game on there or something. That's about it. Now I got a tablet. I use it for that. But. I could do without any of that shit. Take you, you touch anything you want. Take anything you want. Don't touch my fucking TV. I'll fucking kill you. Even though, yeah, there's nothing really on. But I just got the TV, so like you could take a TV. But you know, stop mine. Ah, uh, so you know, I'm sitting here joking around about suicide and killing yourself, and uh, you know. All bullshit aside, life isn't that bad, guys. And the reason why I would never do it is because I'm listening to somebody bitching. Is because you know it's the pussy's way out, and I and I don't mean that like in a tough guy thing, like the pussy's way out. Listen, somebody, something, somewhere, some deity, some whatever the fuck you call, put us here for a reason. We don't know what that reason is, and I think if killing yourself, if that's all part of the plan, when things go part of the plan, like the Joker said in the Batman, which I think is such an underrated scene, I don't hear people talking about that shit enough. When things go part of the plan, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to stop this, probably throw a commercial or ad or sponsor and then I want you to hear this when things go according to plan I just want you to hear this scene when he meets up with Two-Face in the hospital and tell me that isn't us when are we going to be you know we are the world type of shit I'm not talking about tree hugging or you know saving the fucking tulips you know what I mean listen to this and uh be right back after this this is Jimmy James. Stay tuned for whatever the fuck is next. What is this? What are we doing? The bar. Real quick. Real quick, I still couldn't remember that fucking thing I was thinking about. Anyway, be right back.
you know, I don't want there to be any hard feelings between us, Harvey. When you and uh, Rachel, Rachel! Rachel were being abducted, I was sitting in Gordon's cage. Now, I, I didn't rig those charges. Your man, your plan. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. The mob has plans. The cops have plans. Gordon's got plans. You know, they're schemers. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. I'm not a schemer. I try to show the schemers how pathetic their attempts to control things really are. So, when I say, uh, come here, when I say that you and your girlfriend was nothing personal, you know that I'm telling the truth. I'm gonna need your weapon. What? Why, because my wife's in the hospital. Yeah, that would be why. It's the schemers that put you where you are. You were a schemer. You had plans. And uh, look where that got you. I'll edit out this shit. Police, of course, are taking every possible precaution and urging everyone not to take matters into their own hands. <laughs> I just did what I do best. I took your little plan and I turned it on itself. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that like a gangbanger will get shot. Or a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up. Nobody panics. Because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that one little old mare will die, well, then everyone loses their minds. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Oh, and you know the thing about chaos? It's fair. Yeah, so that's it. I'll, I'll fix that. I'm not turning this episode into uh, whose line is it or anything like that. I'm just going to keep this shit honest and give you some of the best scenes. So I'm going to call this facts for this next bit. Here it is. America is the greatest country in the world. Can you say why America is the greatest country in the world? Diversity and opportunity. Lewis? Uh, freedom and freedom. So let's keep it that way. Well... Why is America not the greatest the country in the world, Professor? That's my answer. You're saying yes. 
Let's talk about... Fine. The Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of her paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it anytime he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yet you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is... There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Thank you. Now, folks, here's something else I got a problem with. The Ten Commandments. Here's my problem. Why are there ten? You don't need ten. I think the list of commandments was deliberately and artificially inflated to get it up to ten. It's a padded list. Here's what they did. About 5,000 years ago, a bunch of religious and political hustlers got together to try to figure out how to control people, how to keep them in line. They knew people were basically stupid and would believe anything they were told. So they announced that God had given them some commandments. Up on a mountain, when no one was around, <laughs> God had given them the Ten Commandments. But let me ask you this. When they were sitting around making this shit up, why did they pick ten? Why ten? Why not nine or eleven? I'll tell you why. Because ten sounds official. 
10 sounds important. They knew if it was 11, people wouldn't take it seriously. Say, what, are you kidding me? The 11 commandments? Get the fuck out of here. But 10, 10 sounds important. 10 is the basis for the decimal system. It's a decade. It's a psychologically satisfying number. The top 10, the 10 most wanted, the 10 best dressed. So having 10 commandments was really a marketing decision. And to me, it's clearly a bullshit list. It's a political document artificially inflated to sell better. I'm gonna show you how you could reduce the number of commandments and come up with a list that's a little more workable and logical. We're gonna start with the first three, and I'll use the Roman Catholic version because those are the ones I was taught as a little boy. I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. Right off the bat, the first three, pure bullshit. <laughs> Sabbath, Sabbath day, Lord's name, strange gods. Spooky language. <laughs> Spooky language designed to scare and control primitive people. In no way does superstitious nonsense like this apply to the lives of intelligent, civilized humans in the 21st century. You throw out the first three commandments, whoosh, you're down to seven. Next, honor thy father and mother. Obedience, respect for authority. Just another name for controlling people. The truth is, obedience and respect should not be automatic. They should be earned. They should be based on the parent's performance. <laughs> parent's performance. What? Some, some parents deserve respect. Most of them don't, period. You're down to six. Now, in the interest of logic, something religion is very uncomfortable with, we're going to jump around the list a little bit. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Stealing and lying. Well, actually, these two both prohibit the same kind of behavior. Dishonesty, stealing, and lying. So you don't need two of them. Instead, you combine them and you call it, thou shalt not be dishonest. And suddenly, you're down to five. And as long as we're combining, I have two others that belong together. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Once again, these two prohibit the same kind of behavior. In this case, marital infidelity. The difference is coveting takes place in the mind. And I don't think you should outlaw fantasizing about someone else's wife. Otherwise, what's a guy going to think about when he's waxing his carrot? <laughs> but... But marital fidelity is a good idea, so we're gonna keep the idea and call this one, thou shalt not be unfaithful. And suddenly, we're down to four. But when you think about it, honesty and fidelity are really part of the same overall value. So in truth, you could combine the two honesty commandments with the two fidelity commandments and give them simpler language, positive language instead of negative, and call the whole thing, thou shalt always be honest and faithful, and we're down to three. Thou shalt, thou shalt, they're going away, they're going away fast. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. This one is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> Coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. <laughs> all right? Your neighbor gets a vibrator that plays Oh Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> you want to get one too. <laughs> Coveting creates jobs. Leave it alone. You throw out coveting, and you're down to two now. The big honesty and fidelity commandment, and the one we haven't talked about yet, thou shalt not kill. Murder. 
the fifth commandment. But when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about it, religion has never really had a big problem with murder. Not really. More people have been killed in the name of God than for any other reason. All you have to do... All you have to do is look at Northern Ireland, the Middle East, Kashmir, the Inquisition, the Crusades, and the World Trade Center to see how seriously the religious folks take Thou Shalt Not Kill. The more devout they are, the more they see murder as being negotiable. It's negotiable. You know? It depends. It depends. It depends on who's doing the killing and who's getting killed. So, with all of this in mind, I leave you with my revised list of the two commandments. <laughs> Thou shalt always be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie. <laughs> and thou shalt try real hard not to kill anyone. Unless, of course, they pray to a different invisible man from the one you pray to. <laughs> Consumption. It's the new national pastime. Fuck baseball. It's consumption. The only true lasting American value that's left. Buying things. Buying things. People spending money they don't have on things they don't need. Money they don't have on things they don't need. So they can max out their credit cards and spend the rest of their lives paying 18% interest on something that costs $12.50. And they didn't like it when they got it home anyway. Not too bright, folks. Not too fucking bright. But if you talk to one of them about this, if you isolate one of them, you sit them down rationally, and you talk to them about the low IQs and the dumb behavior and the bad decisions, right away they start talking about education. That's the big answer to everything. Education. They say we need more money for education. We need more, more, more books, more teachers, more classrooms, more schools. Uh, we need more testing for the kids. You say to them, well, you know, we've tried all of that, and the kids still can't pass the test. You say, oh, don't you worry about that. We're going to lower the passing grades. That's what they do in a lot of these schools now. They lower the passing grades so more kids can pass. More kids pass. The school looks good. Everybody's happy. The IQ of the country slips another two or three points. And pretty soon, all you'll need to get into college is a fucking pencil. <laughs> Got a pencil? Get the fuck in there. It's physics. Then everyone wonders why 17 other countries graduate more scientists than we do. Education. Politicians know that word. They use it on you. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things. The flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind. Someone's losing fucking ground here. <laughs> but there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big, wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. 
They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your Social Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hardworking people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hardworking people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. Yeah. You know? And nobody seems to notice, nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant of the big red, white, and blue dick that's being jammed up their assholes every day. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. All right, guys, a little bit more. Um, I've done Whose Line Is It, and I've done stuff like this, but, you know, for the people out there who might be a little bit younger, who haven't grew up with, like, a George Carlin or anybody like that, let me give you one more, and then we're uh, going to call it. I could do this shit all day. This is stuff that I would love to say, but it was already said by one of or some of the greatest comedians but also some of the smartest fucking people ever so with that being said let me give you the last little tidbit bonus coming up here's a little bit more of George Carlton and what I would like to say this is George Carlton on Saving the Planet, something I talk about all the time. Here's a opinion from one of the greatest opinionators of my time, your time, all time. See, I'm not one of these people who's worried about everything. You got people like this around you, country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens, 
worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos, worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our, our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. <laughs> and the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? <laughs> save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the fucking planet? I'm getting tired of that shit. Tired of that shit. Tired. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a shit about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. <laughs> Difference. <laughs> Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Did you ever think about the arithmetic? planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet... The planet. The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your shit, folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam.
planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. A surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing. Wonder if the planet's all right? Ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii, who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. <laughs> the earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. Assholes. So. So. The plastic is here, our job is done, we can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat, something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in, in, in the uh, manner of a large organism, like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see, what might, hmm, viruses. Viruses might be good. They seem vulnerable to viruses. And uh, viruses are tricky, always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed. Perhaps this first virus could be one that, that compromises the immune system of these creatures, perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus, making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along. And maybe it could be spread sexually, making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction. Well, that's a poetic note. And it's a start. And I can dream, can I? See, I don't worry about the little things. Bees, trees, whales, snails. I think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand. A higher order. Call it what you want. Know what I call it? The big electron. The big electron. Whoa. 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 It doesn't punish. It doesn't, it doesn't judge at all. It just is. And so are we. For a little while. Thanks for being here with me for a little while tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. City. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And take care of somebody else. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>